0: And welcome to another week of Old Spiral Podcast. As I sat, looking out the window, I cannot help but notice that the trees are changing colors. Deep greens being slowly replaced by the reds, orange, and yellows of autumn. And I don't know about you, Drew, but this is my favorite time of year, beating, yes, even the Christmas season, I do believe.
1: I like it. I like it for sure. Um... I'm not a big Christmas guy in general. Yeah. Uh, I don't like winter that much, so I don't know. Spring and fall probably are tied for me. I like winter.
0: I don't mind winter. I like all the months. All the seasons are good enough. You know what I like about winter, though? Mm. Long johns. Yeah? I enjoy wearing
1: long johns. Winter is just nagging. seems like it just stays forever. That's true. <laughs> And I also, my biggest gripe with winter is the short days. I hate the short days. If it wasn't Mm. for that, I probably wouldn't mind it as much.
0: That's fair. I'd say that's fair. Um, Well, besides the fact that I get to wear my favorite sweatshirts and eventually long johns, um, I love the temperatures this time of year. I like summer temperatures too it's hot you get to go swimming and do all the boating and fun stuff of summer but I like when it cools down I like the surprisingly warm weather we get like we've had this last week and I think next week's supposed to be warm as well Um, and I also love all the fun autumn activities um, that occur this time of year all the harvests and and all that sort of stuff is there anything about this time of year that you like doing that you can't do any other time of year?
1: Um, you know, I think uh, it's fun to have trick-or-treaters, for sure. That's probably my favorite. Um, last year I got to give a kid their first trick-or-treat candy, so that was pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was excited. Um was a little girl. She was a princess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, haunted houses are fun. Shout-out to Haunted Palouse, Silverwood, Spooky Wood, whatever you want to call it. That's fun. Uh, oh,
0: man. Caitlin found twenty bucks on the ground at Spookywood. Score. A couple years ago. I right know. She also got very scared by a uh, zombie clown. Hmm. So, evens out.
1: I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, not a PSL guy. PSL. Pumpkin Spice Latte.
0: Ah, it has an acronym. Yes. <laughs> of course it does. I don't mind a PSL on occasion. It's not something I necessarily necessarily look forward to. Um,
1: pumpkin as a flavor in general is overhyped.
0: I like pumpkin seeds. I
1: like pumpkin seeds and I like pumpkin pie.
0: I like pumpkin pie. I like... Um, Gourds in general. I got a spaghetti squash.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's kind of like a pumpkin. No, this is just—it's kind of a fun, fun type of year. And pumpkin patches and you pick farming events are some of my absolute favorite things. I think in th- at the end of the month. I think we're going to go up in Spokane. Outside of Spokane, there's this area farming community made up of a whole bunch of different farms. Green Bluff. That's right, Uh, Caitlin. I actually got married up there at a winery called Trezzy Farms in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to go up to Green Bluff, and you can pick apples, and they've got hay rides, and corn mazes, and all sorts of stuff. I didn't go last year and I'm not even sure I went the year before but I've been a couple times and it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah and you know you looked into it a little bit about uh, sort of how how people can go about doing those like apple pickings, pumpkin patches and stuff with the virus and we might get into that a little later but um, I was curious about that, how that was all going to play out because um, I like to go here in town to Wilson Banner as well um, we always get our pumpkins from there and apple cider. Apple cider is probably my favorite oh, thing. Oh, I
0: forgot about apple cider. Yeah. Love apple cider. Yep. Pro tip: leave your apple cider on your uh, on your uh, counter for a few days, a little air vent, and you have hard apple cider. Mm. There you go, kids. Um, Applejack. <laughs> yeah, apple cider is ridiculously good. Uh, Wilson Banner Ranch's apple cider is fantastic. It's the best. It is very good. But yes, you've brought up COVID. And yes, there are restrictions in place to keep us safe and healthy. Now, this is where things get interesting. We live on a border. We live on a... uh, We'll we'll call it a... No, not with Mexico. Canada. Yeah. Well, no. Our state does. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the purple border... (laughs) Between Washington and Idaho. They reference that as the purple border? Just made it up. I think we should keep it. Why? What is it? Red and blue. Oh, I got you. Together make purple. Oh, okay. I'm (laughs) On one hand, we have the typically democratic state of Washington, Mm -hmm. which is doing all it can and more to keep us safe and uh, keep the virus numbers at bay. Mm -hmm. And we have... um, Idaho. Who is there? Is no coronavirus in Idaho? No, nope. apparently it won't cross that border Mm-mm. because they are stage four, open and ready for business. That's right. Um, and Washington isn't. And I was talking to um a guy named Trevor, who I'll I'll bring up how I was talking to him earlier. He's Rebecca Doolittle from Pareja Sellers' son, and. I mean, there's still no live music in Washington businesses. But go over across to Idaho and you can pack Bravas. Sorry to call them out. But you can pack Bravas, no masks, no nothing, jam packed and have live music and have a great night and go home right. And you drive across the bridge and go back home to Clarkston. So tough times for everyone. I'm not here to pick a side and tell you what's best and, and what's right, uh, but I will tell you the rules for Washington in case you want to get out there and do some pumpkin picking, because Wilson Banner Ranch is in mm-hmm. Washington. Um, Green Bluff, as I mentioned, is in Washington, and it really came close to us not being able to do any of this stuff. Right. I mean, it almost just became... You know, get out of you know, just having bins of
1: already picked produce, which I understand being safe. Um, Of course, everybody needs to be and should be, but if you're outside, I would say that's pretty well socially distanced.
0: I'd say compared to a lot of things we're already allowed to do, it seems pretty safe.
1: Well, as long as you're not like rifling through many pieces of produce, like you just kind of see with your eyes and not your hands, and pick out the pumpkin that you want before you touch it. I think everything's good.
0: Yeah, but that's no fun. Um, yeah. So this is kind of what happened. There was a little bit of a hiccup, and it uh, I'm going to call it a hiccup. I don't really know what else to call it. Um, we'll call it – I don't know. You, you you tell us what to call it. Um, on August 21st um, – so this caused – before I get into it, this caused a lot of confusion. I've heard from people – Around a whole bunch of different things from someone saying that no one's allowed to go pick pumpkins to other people saying everything's good to go. And this is why there seems to have been a bit of confusion. On August 21st, with little to no collaboration with governmental or any farmers groups, the governor's office released a notice saying that anything that was not you pick or you cut pumpkin patches um, was... Off the table. So the letter came out of the governor's office, said it consulted two farms about these decisions. However, one of the farms told Capital Press that their input was not reflected in the decision. And so there's a little bit of confusion there because the farmer was the the governor's, the governor's office said you know, no more hay rides, no more haunted houses, no more playgrounds, no more animal animal build, ugh, no more animal viewings, petting areas, paintball or campfires. Paintball, paintball got lumped in.
1: <laughs> I forgot the paintball is even a thing.
0: Paintball is a thing, and it was almost banned. In the state of Washington, no painting or balling. No painting or balling, everybody. Um, so yeah, I, at the governor's office—they wrote this letter out. It said that they consulted two farms in in western Washington, or kind of mid Washington. And but one of these farmers told Capitol Press, is where I got some of this information, that their inf- their input was not reflected in the decision. They said we got to read a draft, we sent them in some stuff, and none of our suggestions were taken. So this is where you're getting a lot of the um, rumors that are going around saying you can't do this, that, and the other thing. And this was kind of a bummer because a lot of these farmers in Washington, they were prepared. They were like, COVID's here. We got to keep our people safe. You know, we're already prepared to reduce our thing 50%. We stocked up on hand sanitizer, masks for people that forget or, you know, didn't bring their masks and they were doing kind of everything they could they thought to prepare for this and when these right. regulations came out on like i said august 21st a lot of these farms kind of feared that it might do them in you right. know a lot of farms they rely season to season mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of uh there was a lot of worry and so what happened was farms contacted the governor's office and the um oh the health officials and so after all this backlash the health and county officials and governor inslee reconfigured the rules and released an updated version on august 28th which reduced the restrictions uh after listening to his rural constituents the governor's office released uh, new rules for agro tourism petting animals is still not allowed um but you can, the playgrounds are open uh, as long as they're operating at 50% and providing hand sanitizer. Bonfires are limited to members of one household plus five people. And uh, if you want to go on the Washington website, there are some rules, but you can still do them uh, for corn mazes and outdoor haunted houses. So these things are happening. There's just going to be. We just got to be safe about it, which is kind of what we thought we would do in the first place. It seems ridiculous to come out and say, I mean, when people have public transportation and this is my big go to like being outside at these you pick places and even going on hay rides and haunted houses and all this stuff seems way safer than going to Walmart, which is totally, totally acceptable.
1: Yep. Or going into a restaurant. Mm-hmm. with a mask to then later remove it and eat food.
0: Yeah, or taking public transportation.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: So anyway, they listened. Um this was kind of a, a, a nice note here that says um This is also from the Capitol Press that Sarah Ricci of Bob's Corn and Pumpkin Farm uh, said that the county officials in the governor's office were kind, respectful, and attentive and very willing to work with us to implement these changes. Uh, So there you go. There's your updated announcements on that. Um, Today. Uh, Caitlin and I took Elliot to the Taylor Denler Gardens annual pumpkin I said pumpkin pumpkin squash and gourd sale. So if you're listening Sunday, October 4th, head up to Julietta by four. They have an excellent supply of beautiful and ugly, I guess, pumpkins and gourds. I don't know if you've seen the super warty pumpkins. Sure. They've got a little pumpkin up there that looks like a mushroom. Hmm. It's just this weird, goofy-looking pumpkin. You probably saw all the pumpkins and corn stalks on our porch when you got here. Mm -hmm. That's all came from there. Um, Trevor, that's where I saw Trevor um, from Preha Cellars. It's Rebecca's son. Uh, He's been working there uh, for their harvest. He's been helping with their harvest and preparing for this event. Um, And so if you are interested in going out in Washington or Idaho, I think I've got... I think I only mentioned Washington places. I kind of looked around on Facebook for some other pumpkin-picking places, uh, but here's some a few events uh, where if you want to uh, find pumpkins, or as I like to call them, pre-jack-o'-lanterns, the Elsie Valley Pumpkin Patch is starting soon. Uh, so that is an annual event that I, I didn't ever hear about until this year. Hmm.
1: But anyway, it's uh, starts... Well, it used to be Pumpkin Palooza. I wonder if it was a part of that. I don't know. Huh.
0: Anyway, it's October 12th through the 31st, so it's coming up, and it's uh, from 10 to 6, 1242 Highland Avenue in Clarkston. I believe that is the United Methodist Church uh, near that four-way stop next to... I think it's Highland
1: Market... Oh, okay, sure, yeah. That gas station, I think that's
0: still what it's called. Um, But right now, again, if you're listening, Sunday the 4th, they have a mascot that's basically a big guy in a pumpkin suit, and they're holding a naming competition. The winner receives a $25 Happy Day gift card, and the voting starts Monday, October 5th. So you still have time, enter your name in. I didn't see that they posted that post like a bunch of times, and... I didn't see the name that I entered in immediately. Apparently, I'm not that clever. I put down Gordon, (laughs) Uh, but it turns out that Gordy had already been listed a a whole bunch of times before that. So, Um, (laughs) anyway, I thought it was clever. Um, So, what else is going on around town, Drew? hey do you want to know how you can get the old spiral podcast uninterrupted check out our new patreon account from now on you can get the same show you know and love without being interrupted by commercials we would really appreciate the support and if you would head to patreon.com slash old podcast now back to the show
1: Yeah, so the Clarkson Farmer's Market is over for the season. If you missed our episode with manager Danielle Evans, make sure you go and check that out. Lots of history about the event. Danielle was great. Um, However, Saturday, October 24th, the Farmer's Market will be at the LC Valley Pumpkin Patch again at the Clarkson Methodist Church, that same one that Brian referenced. So uh, go check that out for sure. Um, And then you have an update about Wilson Banner Ranch, right? Yeah,
0: I found something on their Facebook page uh, because they are currently closed uh, according to their Facebook page. And this is, they made a post to update everyone. And so we just wanted to share that with you. Now, it says, although we remain closed until we work our way through the current COVID-19 regulation requirements, we intend to open the pumpkin patch for October hours, Thursday, Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and weekends noon to 4. We will post on Facebook, update our homepage, and change our telephone greeting as soon as we are open for business. We are sorry that we haven't had a consistent response regarding our fall season, and hope that we are still able to fulfill your craving for a trip to the farm. Things will certainly be different this year as we strive to provide a satisfying, safe experience during this pandemic. We will operate retail sales outdoors, much like a farmer's market booth, and have directed routes through our you-pick pumpkin field. Um, The field is nearly three acres and supplemented with an additional four acres of overflow plantings. We grew at least 79 varieties of pumpkins, hard squash, and gourds this year. As per Washington regulation, be prepared with face coverings for anyone over two years of age. Like any outdoor market, weather may change our plans daily, so please confirm our status before making the trip. We look forward to seeing you. Nice. So it sounds like you can still go get your pumpkins at Wilson Banner Ranch. And gourds. And gourds. Do you think they're gorgeous? You know, Drew, I never get bored of a good gourd. Good gourd, that was
1: a bad joke. Good gourd... Charlie Brown. Hey, Charlie Brown Halloween special.
0: Charlie Brown Halloween special. That is another awesome example
1: of great things about horror movies. Although I don't really reserve fall Halloween time for horror movies, but I, I tend to I, watch, I watch more. more. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And um, you know, Wilson Banner Ranch. I have connections with them. Would definitely have to have them on and do a little episode with Wilson Banner Ange. That would be awesome. That would be cool. We should see almost if we could take our setup out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just had a brainstorm, everybody. The you gourds. heard it here. I know. The see all those children. See all those children in the corn. Yes. <laughs> Playing in the corn. Um, <laughs> yes horror movies this time of year actually i don't watch many scary movies because i get scared oh all right here's something the other night i'm sitting upstairs caitlin had gone to bed i was playing guitar on the couch i'm sitting upstairs in the living room and we have um we have stairs coming up oh my god we have stairs coming upstairs it's not an elevator (laughs) (laughs) But it, and you can see over them. There's like a wall, sure. And then you can see through down to the entryway, and there's some kind of some shelves that sit in that see-through area. And we've got a couple wooden signs that Caitlin's made that say things like "Happy Home" and stuff like that. Anyway, it's I'll all gourd related. It's all gourd related. Yeah. So I was sitting there and play guitar, I set my guitar down, I was getting ready to go to bed, I was sitting pet and scout. All of a sudden, one of those signs just falls down, hits another one, knocks it to the stairs, it falls all the way down the stairs. It was super loud.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And then somebody hit a wicked open note on the guitar.
0: <laughs> no, but it was creepy. I don't think anything of it. There were windows open. It's not like they were bolted down or anything. It was just like is it was, weird. It was startling. Yeah, that is bizarre. Not only that, but like an hour or two later, Elliot has a nightmare, I guess, because she, you know, she wakes up and cries. Kids wake up and cry. Mm-hmm. No joke. But I kind of heard her crying softly. So I get up and I go into her room, and she's kind of standing up near her chair. And I go to, like, pick her up and give her a binky and all this stuff. And she's just like, no, no, I don't want you. Anyway, <laughs> usually she does that to me. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll Caitlyn go in there. And Caitlyn went in there and she's doing Caitlyn and didn't want anything to do with her. And she never does that. And I, so I go in. We finally bring her into bed. But she's still, like, freaking out about something. And she just seems like she's not quite awake yet. Hmm. Anyway, we get the light on and then she finally settles down after a while. It was just really weird that both of those things happened. Mm. Like it hour apart from each other. So spooky things happening in the grim household. Night of the harvest moon. Yes, it was too. Orange moon. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Spooky stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so there's my scary story. It wasn't that scary. I wasn't scared, but it was weird.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now that we're on the subject. Definitely weird. I've definitely been thinking about ghost stories more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's that time of year.
0: Yes. So, um, that's one of the things we want to do as we get closer to Halloween. We'd like to find some more ghost stories from around the valley. And if you have a ghost story for us to read on the air I'd really like to hear it we've heard a few already I've got first hand accounts of things happening in Morgan's Alley um, at the place below the Blue Lantern and um, Printcraft. Printcraft I've Man. got multiple people at Printcraft so I've already gathered a handful of these stories from people around town so send it to us on Facebook or Instagram or email us at OldSpiralPodcast at gmail.com um and also i have already found the mother load of ghost stories Hmm. some familiar some new and what we're gonna do is i'm gonna have drew i've written one down here and i don't think he's oh no i haven't i haven't had him read read this one yet so he's gonna read it and i found these the other night and they they're spooky there's a lot of spooky stories of the valley so i'm gonna have drew uh read this
1: one to me all right so drew do we know where this one comes from who the, who the person is? Submitted by Marie. Hmm. Yeah. Is this a recent submission? I have no idea. Okay. All right. Let's check it out. As a child, I lived out by Chief Timothy Park. I was very sheltered, not allowed to watch anything scary or read about anything scary. So there was no reason for me to have terror dreams and be seeing scary things. However, I kept being attacked by three children. Children of the corn that you referenced earlier. There you go. They would be in my dreams in a pit, and they wanted me to come to them. I would feel like I was being pulled on, and would run into my parents, who would tell me that it was nothing. I would also see them around outside, as I was playing out in our back garden area, and sometimes up by our barn. My parents never believed me, but when I moved back to the valley. And was out there again, having not thought about it for years. I dreamed of them again. Ooh.
0: Yeah, creepy. I can't, it's weird because she saw them in the dreams and then she would also see them awake. That's right. the creepy part to me.
1: Yeah, that is creepy. Yeah. Huh. Well, cool. That is one of the neat little stories about uh, ghostly, ghouly things. Also, I'm, you might be in it for the paranormal. I want to be in it for the grizzly. Oh, the grizzly. Yeah, the murders. That's right. There have been a few. Yeah, if you have any stories about uh, fiendish grizzly murders, let us know uh, around the valley. We, we want to get into some true crime stuff, too. Um, I know of a couple that we might be able to share. Um, just other weird, strange stuff, too. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for fall. We welcome it. Um, Halloween is fun. Like you said, it's probably one of my favorite holidays too. So
0: And it was last Halloween that we got the idea to make this show in the first place. So we're coming up on one year. A few short months, we will celebrate our one year anniversary of this show. Better do a cool episode for that. Uh oh. Now the pressure's on. (laughs) Yeah. Right on, man. All right. One more time. Send us some stories on Facebook or Instagram. Also just like comment on our stuff if you hear some some things we'd like to interact with you more often
1: yeah for sure
0: i know uh uh cody ikes when we did the old spiral highway episode we did that hot rod lincoln thing Mm -hmm. he said he had met him he commented this on our facebook he said that he had met him Mm -hmm. at a i want to say it was like kendrick days oh really He met uh charlie ryan the oh, writer cool. of Hot Rod Lincoln. And I think he has like an autographed record somewhere.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Yep. So let us know what you think and uh, email us. Be sure to us. send in
1: those stories.
0: Yes. At oldspiralpodcast@gmail.com. gmail.com.
1: And we're probably going to tell, you know, some different ones. So if you have a different version, that would be cool too. Oh, yeah. Well, we might find some local lore. And if you've heard it different, mm-hmm. we want to hear it. For sure. Cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. What do you think, Brian?
0: Yep. Unless you want to hear me ramble, I think we will sign off. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Patreon subscribers. We love you. And everyone else that listens, too. We like you, too. We just don't like like you. That's true. (laughs) This episode of the show is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much to all of you for supporting the show. If you would like to become a Patreon subscriber, head over to patreon.com slash oldspiralpodcast. That's going to do it for this week, but the shows are not over. Get caught up on the backlog of episodes if you haven't already, and thanks for listening.